If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, an infrequent version of the Touchline Media Group, because I don't think that we recorded our last two episodes um, because I forgot and I have other things going on in my life. Uh, but as uh, the uh, of the Touchline Media Group, I don't know, did I say that already? Uh, I'm your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. I sent the invite out to everybody in our roster. I don't know if anybody else is going to join. If they do, great. If not, that's okay, too. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in. Bird Dog Shorts, um, they don't know about our ad. It is becoming very obvious that corporate our corporate overlords believe that we are using the standard ad that they have uh, recorded, and we are not, um, because that's just... Uh, hey, man, if they ever listen to an episode, they would know. That's true. That's their fault. Um, Dear, dear friends, if you do something and your boss doesn't know you're doing it, then your boss is tacitly agreeing to it because they're not checking your work. And that's not good managing. Uh, no, that's, yeah. and that's, that's legal. That's, that's not legal advice. It is moral advice. It is moral advice. Um, you know, I, th- I think that generally what you, what you should get away with is what you can get away with. Um, yes. And Perfect actually, way of putting it. Actually, I think that I, I believe that in all realms. Because, like, I guess, like, from, like, a moral perspective, like, as someone who who believes in, like, a concept of reward and punishment in a sort of internal sense, if you do something bad morally, you will be punished for it because the person is going to find out. Well, not the person, but the being in charge of said said punishment. Um, But also, I I don't think that there's anything immoral about uh, using a funnier ad. I don't think there is either. Yeah, uh, we were not explicitly we, we were not explicitly told to use the other one, right? Uh, we we were we were not explicitly told to use the other one. That's correct. Then um, we're fine. Yeah, uh, this episode is uh, going to be somewhat somewhat football, somewhat football, um, because we need to sort of catch up a little bit, um, and also because I just spent the last three hours in the sun coaching basketball, and it's hot. Oh. Yeah, and we don't we don't have our gym uh, for another week. Because a club volleyball program rented it out for seven hours a day, and um, sure, yeah, yeah, they pay and we don't, and therefore well, they get priority. I'm not mad. 
I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's just a reality. And also like, it's good to like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I, you know, I, I actually like, I, I believe that there's an element of Texas football to this to uh, if you can run, if you can't run outside, you can't run inside. Well, um, and uh, you know, we, we are, we are learning uh, who can, who can, who can hack it. So um, the first thing I want to talk about here, uh, and and I think this is a, a good thing to start on, is um, that Christian Pulisic and Eunice Musa and, and all of our guys who have sort of moved on, um, I think that we are in much better shape this year than we were in last at this time last year, and I'll tell you why. Um, outside of Florent Balligan, who's part of the program, but going to a team in France. Every one of our relevant players is either in a better situation than they were this time last year, or they're in more or less the same situation, right? Like, I, I don't think anybody's gotten in a worse situation. Serginho Dest is still on the outs at Barcelona trying to find somewhere to play. Like, that's, that, that's not changed. Um, Matt Turner has gone yeah. from backup to starter. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so Dest is, you might be pushing it just because, I mean, at least last year it was like, I feel like last year was just kind of like his, like, prove it year. It's like, okay you need to stop messing around and take this seriously or you're just not going to be like, we're not even going to put you in the B team. And then he didn't take it seriously. And then we get to this year where it's like, you're nobody else in Europe wants you. So that's I don't think that's situation. I don't think that's true. So like, that's the thing is that like all the Barcelona accounts are like, Oh yeah, we're going to cut him because nobody wants him. Why haven't you cut him then? If nobody wants him, cut him, do it, do it. Like, like just, just do it. And they haven't done it, which means to me that that's all sort of posturing bullshit. Um, like we know for a fact, we know for a fact that he is above the level of say MLS, right? Like, let's just like, like, like put like sort of a floor on this. We also know for a fact that there are a number of teams in Europe who are willing to spend significant amounts of money on very bad players. So, like, to tell me that Serginho Dust can't get a job at PSV, I just don't buy it. Is PSV willing to pay Serginho Dust's salary? No. But Barcelona doesn't want to pay Serginho Dust's salary, which brings us back to the point, which is that this is posturing bullshit. Well, um, so is the, is the point the salary, or is it that, you know, he's an asshole? I don't know if he's an asshole. I think he's, like... I think the problem is, is that it's like, you know, like, and, and again, like I'm a coach. Um, there are players who are a pain in the ass, but you deal with it because they're really good. And there are players who are a pain in the ass who you don't deal with it because they're not very good. For Barcelona, Serginho is not on the right side of that diagonal, right? He is not right. a good enough player to be an asshole at Barcelona. I think he's a good enough player to be an asshole at Coventry in the championship. I mean, sure. Uh, then we get to, then we get to salary. Right, which is where we get to the problem again, which is that Serginho Dest, very rightfully so, refuses to say, I will take a pay cut. No, fuck that. Pay me my money. Well, it's, okay, so it's the how about your mother crazy hot scale, except it's crazy, (laughs) crazy cheap scale. Right. And he is not up here. He is firmly here. Right. He is on the wrong side of what we are now going to call the Manny Ramirez diagonal. Like, yes, you can be this, you can be this crazy. But you also have to be correspondingly this good or this cheap. It's actually, I think there's three, it's a three vertical diagonal. And now we're getting into to the parts of math that I never did. The matrices. No, no, no. You can, you can just assume a certain level of good. And then we go back to the cheap versus crazy part. 
Right. Okay. So uh, uh, in in the sort of the assuming we're in we the assume race. we assume he is good enough to play at any level above MLS but below uh, La Liga. I would say that I, is I would the say, assumption. Well, no, because we know he can play in La Liga. It's just can he play at one of the three La Liga teams that can afford him? And the answer to that is no. Okay. So above MLS, below uh, Premier League. Right. So, like, within that and with that knowledge, we, we, we have sort of a, our universe of teams who can afford the crazy. And he's not on the right side of the, the, the pain in the ass cheap scale. Um, Correct. Beyond that, I, th- I think, like, you know, you look at Chris Richards is in the same spot this year as he was in last year, which is not a starter for Crystal Palace. Fine. Tim Ream starts every game. Jedi starts every game. Um, Moose is in a better spot right now than he was last year because he's actually conceivably going to play midfield um, for a team that's not terrible. Um, Weston McKinney's in the same spot as he was last year where it's everybody saying Juventus doesn't want him and then he starts a lot and plays a lot for Juventus. Um, Who else? Uh, Gio Reyna is still the fourth midfielder and hurt for Dortmund. Uh, Tyler Adams... So Tyler Adams is someone we should talk about. He's apparently going to Bournemouth. which is, I think, is that it, actually happening? I mean, everybody. It was. It was apparently the release clause was triggered, and he's up, up for it. Um, okay. Obviously, it was reported that he was going to Chelsea. That didn't happen because Chelsea is currently in the in the process of just fucking with Liverpool, which I find very funny. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> Chelsea is completely in their villains era. I, I feel like they're just waiting until like there's a rumor that like Liverpool is interested in this player, and Todd Bowie's like, ah, the fuck they are. I, I wonder how much of this is Todd Bowley. But no, Todd Bowley got the better of John Henry in the Mookie Betts thing, too. This isn't Correct. vengeance. So he knows he can win. <laughs> I, I, did like, I did like the touchline. The, we're in the group chat in the touchline media group. And somebody said something about um, this just is uh, Fenway Sports Group showing us how cheap they were. And I just want to respond with clearly nobody's in here has heard of Mookie Betts, but we've already known this. What if we told you that we we have known this for a while now? Um, but yeah, I think I think maybe Todd Bowley learned something from Mookie Betts, which is okay. Fenway Sports Group does know who's good at playing, so if they identify someone good, we can just outbid them. Like they've identified that Mookie Betts is one of the five best players in MLB. Are we good with that? I don't know now. He was at the at the time. He was definitely probably top five, top ten at least, probably top five. I don't know. Certainly, now he might be around ten. So, so certainly top five outfield. Um, yes. Yes. I'm 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 good with that. Olsen. Uh, yeah. Olsen technically plays. Well, I guess Olsen's in the outfield this year. He was a third baseman by trade. Yeah, but I think he's a right fielder right now because he's on steroids. I mean, he just magically got so much better at power. Um. Anyways, this isn't a baseball podcast. Um, but yeah, so Fenway Sports Group, good at identifying players. Todd Bowley, richer than John Henry. Um, which I think is like the easiest way to put that. There was a, a brief rumor that, Ty- that, that Tyler Adams was going to go to Liverpool. That's not going to happen for a lot of reasons. Um, that, okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, that's not going to happen for a lot of structural and realism reasons. Um, Liverpool plays with the ball a lot, and Tyler Adams is not great at that. So like you, you want a team that is going to bunker and counter a little bit. Um, uh, and so within that, with, with that knowledge, um, we, we sort of have an, an understanding of 
of what Tyler Adams is going to do. And I think it's a better situation. I think being, being at Bournemouth is better than being at Leeds. Um, you know, yeah, I think, I think Wea is in a tougher situation for our purposes because he's no longer playing as a winger. He's playing as a wing back. Um, yeah. Which like, I don't love, but it, it's, I mean, he's one of the ones where I don't think he necessarily on a international scale, I don't think he necessarily stands out at any one position. So they're just going to keep moving him around. Whereas uh, in the U S MNT world, like he is very clearly either. I, I don't know if it's just that he's very clearly good at this one position, or is it that he's not good at the other ones enough to justify uh, misplacing somebody else there? Well, I guess the question is, is like, if, if Burhalter is sticking with the four, three, three, right. Like, do you, does he does he supplant Sergio Dest as a fullback? Does he supplant Jedi? Um, do you it, you know yeah, Jedi Jedi probably? But um, but again, like I, I think it's a good problem to have. You want players who can play all over the field, and if Way is just a right winger for this, that's fine. He's good enough at right wing to 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 feel good about that. Um, you know, obviously Pulisic is is in a better spot than he was last year. AC Milan seemed to actually like him. Um, and Chelsea actively did not. Um, although yeah. notably he's playing on, on the right wing or as a 10 for, for AC Milan, which I think is, is very interesting, um, for our purposes. Because I think if we're going to go with the four, two, three, one, um, having Polisic capable of playing as a right winger does open up a lot elsewhere. Um, it, it allows you to do other things. As for the strikers, um, Josh Sargent starts scores. For, for Norwich is playing really well for Norwich. Uh, he's not playing right now as we speak. Um, but aside from that, he's yeah, but it's EFL. Yeah, it's EFL Cup. So, uh, is it? Oh, it's a cup game. I didn't realize that. Um, oh, yep. gosh. As we speak, Man City is losing to Sevilla. Man City, Man City not winning titles anymore. Um, I find that interesting. Man City's losing to Sevilla in what? The UEFA Super Cup. Oh. Um, oh, Cole Palmer, stop being number 80. You're not you're you're not a wide receiver. It's enough. It's enough. Disagree. I think it's funny. <laughs> um. So with uh with I mean, Hall- okay yeah but, but I, I'm just gonna agree with you. I agree that uh Bournemouth was probably a nice move for Tyler Adams. Uh, just because in terms of playing, I would assume he starts every game there or just about every match there. Um, I mean Bournemouth is not gonna be. They're going to be bottom of the Premier League table, not like bottom, bottom, but they're going to be fighting for a spot all the time. So in terms of, air quotes, meaningful games, he's going to be playing a lot of them because he's going to be, like Leeds last year, they're fighting to not get relegated. So it's high pressure, decent competition most weeks. I think that's, I think that's a good move. And I, I assume Liverpool would have just buried him and, or Chelsea would have just buried him on the bench. So. Yeah, I, I I assume so as well. Um, I I guess I should mention that Con, we we haven't talked about Conrad De La Fuente in a very long time. Um, he got a move to a a second uh second La Liga uh team and got on the field. We'll see if anything comes of that. Um, I think that's notable for my purposes. Um, but I think that that's sort of the the universe, right? I oh Gaga Slonina went on loan and in his first game got drilled five nothing. So, have fun, Gaga. Um, he's playing in in Belgium, Netherlands, one of them. Um, sounds right. Belgium sounds right. And um, 
I'm I mean, saying I think that sadly, that's why Matt Turner. Go ahead. Sadly, uh, John Brooks continues to to start for Hoffenheim. It's not sad for him. It's sad for us. Is it though? He gets to play. Good for him. Sad I really for us because he went out to Sally. Oh no, to Sally! I hope you're doing well. Don't know what you're doing. A uh, little bit concerned <laughs> yeah, about you. <laughs> A uh, little bit. Where you are? Probably you. just modeling. Probably just modeling for. Uh, oh my god! What is it? Burberry. Like Burberry. That's it. I was going to yep. say Birkenstock. That's not what. No, no. We 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 miss you, Owen. We we hope you're doing well. Um, but yeah, I I think I think that um, that is sort of the universe. I mean, like obviously, like Brendan Aronson and Jordan P. Fock are doing. You know, are playing it at Union Berlin. Union Berlin. Um not much and not well. And that is sort of what it is. Um, also, I guess I should probably mention that I'm a Tottenham supporter. If Harry Kane's gone, I'm sad. Ah, eh, well, it seems like the Spurginess follows Kane. So that should be interesting. That w- it would be very funny if this was a Ewing Terry situation. I, I, I'm not sure that I believe that it will be. Um, it but- can't. There's no way that that plays out over the course of the season. Yeah, but wouldn't it be funny if it did? It'd be hilarious. It'd be absolutely hilarious if after all this time, the people had said that like, because for the most part, Spurs fans are, it's not Harry's fault. You know, he is inarguably, what, a top 10 striker in Premier League history at this point? Inarguably. Yeah, so like, so everybody's like, it's not Harry's fault. He's got all that he can. It's just Spurs being Spurs. But what if it has been Harry's fault the entire time? Like, I'm not saying Spurs are going to win the Premier League this year. They're not. They're not going to win Champions League. But, like, a Spurs getting the Europa spot while losing Harry Kane on the eve of the season, Mother I think kind of pr- goes to prove. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I know this isn't a baseball podcast, but um, another. Oh, my God, in the uh, bottom yeah, of the ninth. Another one. Another one. There have been two home runs in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, dear listener, uh, we are Tigers fans. Um, entering the bottom of the ninth, um, Tigers up 8-4 as we speak. Uh, it is 8-7 with no outs in the bottom with of no, the ninth. Yep. Yep. Good. And their number four hitter up. Excellent. Excellent. Good and, we have, and we have not pulled. Oh, no, it's 8-7. Yeah. Did they just go back to back to back? Uh, single homer homer. Great. Things are going Age. well. And Jason Foley is still pitching. Good. Good, AJ. AJ Hinch. What if we start cheating, AJ? Can we can we start the <laughs> cheating? I want to start the cheating. Can we should go back to the cheating. Uh we back should go to the back cheating. to the cheating. Back to the cheating. Um all right. Uh so, anyways, in terms of USMNT land, um, you know, the, that's sort of the situation. I don't hate where most of our players are. Um, Scally's still in, in Gladbach. Um, you know, Delatory still at, uh, yeah, that's the one. I don't actually know where he is. Uh, he's, he's at the same, he didn't move. Um, Tanner Tessman, we still believe in you. Um, but like, no, we don't. No, we don't. Um, but it's sort of an interesting situation, right? Venetia. Um, that, you know, all of our, all of our guys, um, are, I, I guess like right now, like I don't really care. Right. Like, it's like, we're far enough away from anything that matters that like, I'm sort of just chilling. And like, this is sort of a normal thing, like in a, in an after world cup 
but but because the World Cup wasn't this summer, it was last fall. Like we're in like a weird yeah. spot, but like traditionally, I wouldn't care about what's going on in like you know like you always pay attention, you always want them doing well, you always monitor. But it's like it's not that urgent in the year after a World Cup, and then we get to that off that off year Gold Cup. Like that's when I usually like okay, I'm back in, right? Like off year Gold Cup. We do whatever we do, and now let's go. Um, and well, I mean, we're three years out from the next World Cup, so right. you need to start be thinking about uh, qualifying. But and this is the beauty of this: we're automatically qualified, so we don't actually have to care until we get to the World Cup in 2026. And like, obviously, like we care about Copa America, we care about um, you know, like this nation's sure, stuff to we'll, a much we'll sort of lesser care. extent, right? But like the urgency, and that's of also more of caring about. I was going to say, that's more about caring about the actual tournaments themselves as opposed to, I thought what you were talking about was caring about the club seasons for all these guys. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, no, that's what I was yeah. saying. Is that like, normally it's like, oh, we need them informed because we're we're going to Costa Rica next month in for a qualifying game that we need to get points in. Whereas right, right now it's like, okay, like we need to sort of do well in, in, in Nations League so that um, we qualify for Copa America, but like Beyond that, like, okay, like, I hope, I hope we do well in our friendly against Oman, but like, you know, like, who cares if we lose it? Like, it's, it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like being a college basketball fan and talking about like a game, a a, a preseason game, not a preseason game, but like a, a a non-conference game for a team that you know is not going to be a one seed, right? So it's like, Oh, okay. Like I want us to play well because that's, I'm a fan and I want our guys to be in good shape and, and, and doing things right. But like, am I really going to get that upset over a December loss to USC? No, I'm not. I understand that's a conference game right now, but like, no, I'm not going to get super upset if Michigan state loses to Baylor this year. Like it's just, this sort of is what it is, right? Like you want your team to play well, you don't want them to get blown out, but like, I'll be much more upset if they lose to Iowa than if they lose to Baylor. Um, but if I am upset, you know what I'll probably do? I'll probably find some comfy clothes, find find some shorts that really are are good. And what are some good shorts? Bird dogs. You know, when Ace and I like to hang out, uh, we have a lot of things in common. And we like to go back and forth. But one of the biggest things we have in common is that neither of us likes to wear pants. Isn't that right, Asa? It's it's true. I um I you know, I say I don't like to wear pants, but I end up wearing pants a lot. Um, just because in my day-to-day life, I, I really don't have a lot of pairs of shorts that look good on me. Well, you know what you could find to help you look good in shorts? So that's the thing, is that I recently found a brand of shorts that does not make me look like a boxy fat person because bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the leg and thigh and giving me a truly sculpted look, which is what people say about me having given that I haven't been to the gym since 1988. Do, uh, so these bird dogs, they sound very interesting. Is there anything you could compare them to? I, a consumer have a vast knowledge of other stretch khaki shorts, and I'm just looking for a comparison so that I can think of them together in my brain. 
So I, I certainly could mention another brand, um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to because I don't want to get sued. But if I were to compare it to something, I would compare it to a certain brand that um, has become very popular. They're very comfortable. Um, there's a lot of women's leggings uh, in their in their stuff. Um, I also actually happen to have a jacket from them. This isn't a Lululemon advertisement. Uh, I mean, a, a random company that I didn't just mention advertisement. It's a bird dogs advertisement, which is why I'm not going to mention that other company. But if I were going to mention that other company, it would be fairly similar to bird dogs. Okay, so we're not going to mention other companies. That's fair. I don't think we should do that. I think that's that's good uh, legal precedent there. But would you... Would you compare them to any other certain types of fabric, should we say? So I hate cotton um, for both uh, pragmatic and historical reasons. But Yeah, get fucked Eli Whitney. Yeah, specifically. Down with the cotton gin. <clears throat> and bird dogs fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. I mean, who even wears cotton? Like, really? People in North Carolina. Which we're not a huge fan of either. So should we, so that seems very interesting. I'm intrigued. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. Is there any sort of technological advances that these dogs of birds may have, you know, developed to help us overcome our cotton restrictive ways? Right. So the geniuses over at Bird Dogs, they looked at clouds. And the thing about clouds is that they're fluffy and they're made of water. And they produce acid rain sometimes. But they looked at these clouds and they said, what if we fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, and everybody loves khaki, but stretches so you get a waist slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. That sounds delightful. But how does those deal with smell? You know, there's always some smells wafting up. I'm not a big fan of that. Is there any way that these bird dogs have fixed that? You hadn't considered the smell. Smell. I hadn't considered the smell. In the, in, in the man was in the land of stinky shorts, the man with half a nose is king. Bird dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long without having to do what we normally do, which is, you know, put half a bottle of baby powder uh, down your shorts, uh, which is actually a thing people do. Um, anyways. <laughs> okay. I am... You sold me. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. I'd like to, you know, subscribe, like, and share your podcast. Now, how would I go about finding these magical cloud knit bird dog shorts? You would go to bird dog, right. You'd go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free something style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free blank style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Free redacted style tumbler. So because this is sort of like a wacky uh, episode, um, we have a, a little bit of uh, leeway to let's talk about some, some, some hand egg, some, some leather, some football. Um, obviously we're, we're sort of in the, the, the dregs and depths of, of training camp. Um, what do you think about the Detroit Lions? All in. All uh, in? No. Um, I mean, yes, I'm still cautiously optimistic because I'm a Lions fan and I've been hurt before. But, and I guess because the, the news coming out about 
you know, injuries and stuff is a little concerning. A little um, concerning. But other than that, other than that, I, I'm excited. And that feels weird to say as a Lions fan. So here's what I have to say about the Lions. Teddy Bridgewater being number 50, into it. Very, very into it. Yes. That's, that's, that's the big takeaway I have. Um, I actually, so I, I wanted to get the, 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 the pro stuff out of the way because, um, you know, that isn't really my focus. Like I like pro football and next week I'm probably, we're probably going to talk about fantasy football because I have two drafts, not this weekend, but next weekend. And so that'll be on my mind. Um, actually, you know what? Let's do this on air. Let's do this on air. If you had the 10th pick in a two quarterback draft, would you just go quarterback, quarterback Ooh, okay. round one, two? Yeah, right. I so I I don't know. I'm I'm struggling with that. Like, so I've never done super. This is this two quarterback or super flex? Super flex. Okay, so I've never actually done a super flex league before. I've not had the pleasure, but I have to imagine the right move is quarterback. Quarterback. You said ten, so ten, eleven, ten, fifteen, ten, fifteen. Okay. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of quarterbacks you get down to by, to then. Because by the time you get down to that, there, I mean, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, um, those guys might be down there. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, unless you're getting a premier, premier wide receiver, um, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, what I'm concerned about is that I'm going to get into a situation where at 10, Christian McCaffrey's there. And I'm like... I got to do that. Like I got to do Christian McCaffrey. And then there's a run on quarterbacks and suddenly I'm sitting at 15 and the best option at quarterback is Justin Fields. And I'm like, I'd rather, I'd rather a premier wide receiver. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. What, what if I told you that Justin Fields is ranked as a one, two, three, four, five, six, top seven fantasy quarterback this year. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. At 15, he might be the, the the best option. And am I really going to overpay for the seventh best quarterback in the second round? That's what I'm saying. Um. Anyways, these are these are the problems that I have to. Deal I don't with, know. But- I don't think that that assumes at 10 that would require three guys, three non quarterbacks picked before you, which would be Jefferson Chase and McCaffrey. So you might be staring down the barrel of like Kelty or Hill. Uh, if I, if, if, if I'm taking, if I'm taking Hill at 10, I'm not happy. Um, yeah, but I mean, the next quarterback, the next quarterback by rank is Trevor Lawrence, who I'd be much more comfortable taking at 15 than at 10. Yeah, but he's not going to be there at 15, which brings us back to the initial problem, which is that I'm going to end up with Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff in three, four. I should be so lucky. Well, that's bad. <laughs> Actually, what I'm, <laughs> that's I, I don't think I don't think anybody in my league uh, listens to this podcast, but I'm actually pretty much banking on Anthony Richardson in the fourth round. Um, yep. Uh, he's going 20th in this, in this mock. Oh, that's, that's a problem. Overall. I, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got issues. I've got issues at the 10th pick is really bad for this. Um, I'd rather 12 because then you get some clarity. Like, okay six quarterbacks have gone in the first 11 spots. I know that I can get massive, massive values, you know, whatever, regardless. Um, so I, I want to talk about non-Michigan, non-Michigan state, big 10 this year. Um, 
And that's that's sort of my my thing. I don't know how long we're going to be able to go for here because, to be honest, I have other things on my mind at the moment. And, you know, this is a midweek episode that's being recorded at 1.30 in the afternoon. So um, I'm interested to know. I'm interested to know in the big time. Without knowing anything about these teams, because we haven't really done our research. Who is the Iowa. team? Yeah, I was going to say, who's the team you're going to watch most? And I think the answer is Iowa. Um, because Iowa. 25, game, Iowa 25 has, points. I, I was going to say, Iowa's offensive coordinator, who is the son of their head coach, who has been head coach for, Ferris has been there, what, 20 years? Longer. If not longer? Longer. Yeah. And he has a legitimate clause in his contract that their teams must score 25 points or more per game and are average for 25 points for what, 12 games? 25 points and per game. And to be able to figure out... It's 25 it's points per game. Per game. It's, it's, no, 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 no. It's not a total. We thought it was a total, but it actually is per game. Okay. So it's actually in their best interest to go five and seven with... Uh, like there is a situation whereby they get above the 25 points per game, but have a bowl game and it's close, right? If they're like hanging out at 25.1 entering a bowl game, it could be the funniest fucking game ever because if I'm that, especially defense, if they get overseeded. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm the defense, I'm like, Oh my God, guys, we have the opportunity to do the funniest thing possible or even funnier. What if they go into that bowl game averaging 24 points a game and their opponent is say, I don't know. Um, Clemson, right? Let, let, let's say it's like an Outback Bowl, right? Uh, or a, or, yeah. a, or a, a, a capital one. Which is, which, in order for this to happen, let's also remember that this has to be most likely an underachieving and very, very uh, abused by that Clemson defense. Correct. So you have a situation where, you know, let's say Iowa enters that bowl game 24 points per game, and you have an uh, like a super pissed off power, right? Like maybe, maybe, or maybe you get um, like a USC, right? Like an eight and four USC with Lincoln Riley's offense. Um, or you get Oklahoma with Brent Venables' defense, whatever. I think that there is an opportunity that going into the bowl game, Brian Ferentz understands he needs to score X number of points and they actually open it up and they actually become a good offense. And then he reverts immediately back to the bullshit. And that's the funniest option is that, is Brian Ferentz showing his fan base, I can do this. I choose not to. Yes. I think that's so wait, the funny so every, uh, The other clarifying question is, the other clarifying question is, does it have to be 25 points a game scored by the offense or is it 25 no. points a game scored by Iowa? It's scored by Iowa. It is not <laughs> reliant exclusively upon the offense. Also very funny. <laughs> Um, but we, oh my uh, God, that also brings out the, like, but like, think about that. Let's, let's say there's a, let's say there's a linebacker who gets what he think is a pick six and he ends up like celebrating at like the five and get tackled from behind. Does Brian Ferentz come in and just bitch him and just yell at him? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, but I think that, um, well, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, dear listener, um, I, my, my family just came home early from a, an outing. I looked over my shoulder. D- people do not seem to be happy. So uh, we are going to cut this episode short because as you may have noticed, dear Excellent. listener, uh, I have other things going on. So um, we will be back this weekend uh, to preview Michigan and then next weekend to preview Michigan State. Uh, and then it's football season. And then we're back. Um, midweek episodes, we are going to uh, try and get you a midweek episode next week. 
Um, no promises, but after that, we should be back on our normal, normal Tuesday night, Wednesday morning schedule. Um, so thank you for bearing with us. A uh, special thank oh. you to our, uh, sponsor, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever the lawyer's size put in, Bird Dogs. You can find my co-host, uh, at Mr. Mudge Rising on, uh, 89 on X. You can find us on Twitter or X at TLS TDS. We're also on Blue Sky, right. TLS TDS. Um, we're, we're going to delete the threads. It sucks. Nobody likes it. Um, Please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local uh, person. I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm exhausted. Um, but uh, obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.